Take it away, Budge. That was precisely my exact internal monologue when watching this week's movie, you guys. Uh, hello and welcome to a free bean salad. Uh, if you don't know what this is, this is where me and my two co-hosts once a week watch one of the free Mr. Bean movies on repeat for some reason. Uh, this week it is our first rewatch of the third movie, Top Funny Comedian the Movie, the 2017 film, question mark. Uh... <laughs> I am Butch. With me is my co-host Jack. Hello. And my co-host Rob. Ah. So, without further ado, uh, Jack, what are your correct thoughts on this movie? I fucking despise this film. I like for the last for the last two weeks of my life I've just been dreading having to sit down and sit through this hour and a half long disgrace, this excuse for any sort of media. I fucking hate this movie so much. I hate it! I fucking hate it. That's all, like, that's all I have. It's, it was awful. I have a few may, maybe interesting points. Maybe. But I doubt it. This film is dreadful. Jesus Christ. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why have we agreed to do this for a fucking year? Oh, my Lord. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, mother of... Christ. <laughs> so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so those are Jack's thoughts on the movie, which uh, sentiments which I share to a greater extent. Uh, and uh, I suppose, as format dictates, we should go to Rob's opinion. I thought it was pretty tight. Care to elaborate? No. Okay. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, la- ba- uh, in the past, when Jack and Butch first watched this movie, they both gave it a five-star rating. A perfect across the board, which I have called them up on many times, c- being that I previously considered that was the wrong rating to give. Um, then, in subsequent viewings, their ratings have gone down. Uh, to a point now where I think it's unanimously one star or below. Yeah, I gave it a generous two last viewing. Now it is one. Mm, I gave it a generous one last viewing. Now it is half a star. Wow. I I had it a a one star last last watch, which was my first watch. And the second watch, the movie really kind of opened up to me. Once I kind of knew what was coming, it kind of made more sense. And I do have a bit of an overarching... Um, sort of theory on this movie, not not relating to anything, you know, religious or spiritual or right. demonic. 
But more so just, uh, you know, when it comes to our other films, that's, I think, those the theories people expect. But this is... This is something different. This is this is something that you could write a YouTube video essay on. I'm just really scared because we are less than five minutes into our second of about 16 watches of this movie, and I already don't know what to talk about. <laughs> I, I mean, how did you find it, Butch? Give us, a, give us a, an in-depth... I, uh, I did some extracurricular viewing uh, this, this week. I watched Nerd. two... Two things that I technically did not have to, uh, which I shamefully re regret. Uh, number one is I watched an hour-long episode of the TV series that this is based on. No uh, way. Also without subtitles. And, uh, well, I say I watched an hour-long episode. I started to watch an hour-long episode. I was like, I'm gonna watch this. And I got through 20 minutes and decided... You know, there are better ways to spend life. You know, and so I stopped. And then I did my second bit of extracurricular viewing, which is I went and rewatched the first Hangover movie, uh, which I hadn't oh. seen in, in years. Uh, because apparently this movie is the Chinese Hangover, we, uh, as we established last week, and Very as the so. media kept referring to it. And, uh, like, I watched Hangover and was just like, hopefully this will give me some insight, something new. And then I watched it and just came out of it and was just like, no, it's basically just like a Chinese ripoff of the Hangover. There's there's yeah, nothing more I, to say. I do I do kind of disagree with that though. I do feel this is more of a ripoff of the Hangover Two. Oh, okay. Because in the Hangover Two, we Fuck. know that the gang leave um, wherever it is they are from to go to Singapore, um, and we have a much more racially charged version of the first one. Which I think, you know, racially charged and Chinese hangover are definitely the two biggest um, uh, buzzwords I'd use in describing this movie. Jesus fucking but at Christ. no point in the second <laughs> hangover movie does a former heavyweight boxer attack anyone. <laughs> yeah, but this film could be just as... Uh, Shall we say transphobic, homophobic, and racist <laughs> as okay. as um, the second Hangover movie? Oh, like uh, not that we know. We still haven't watched this in English. We so. still don't speak Chinese or which Russian. Is actually a great segue because I've got a little secret. Uh, so on my way here to record this this podcast, uh, picture this if you will. There I am walking through Dublin city centre. Walking towards uh, towards Dame Street, and I'm in my head just thinking, I do not want to watch this. I don't, I don't want to talk about this movie that I've had to watch, and <laughs> I'll get on to my actual watching of it later on. There I am, walking past a, a row of charity shops on uh, Camden Street, and I, I'm listening to a podcast, I'm completely in a world of my own, and something, uh, something catches my eye. This happened about 20 minutes ago. And I stopped dead in my tracks, and I went, yes, I need that. I need that. Oh, my God, it's only 50 cent? Yes, this will actually be of such benefit. So uh, I purchased Get By in Chinese, which is a, a beginner's guide to uh, speaking Mandarin. It was literally, uh, it, you know, they put those buckets of books outside charity shops. It was uh, literally at the front of one of them. It was like, this is not a coincidence. This That's is a calling. This is fate. 
And I can't, I've only looked at it. It's made by uh, the BBC. Oh, of course, because naturally this film was probably partly funded by the BBC. Yeah. And uh, I just thought, one, I only looked at the first uh, sort of page of le- lessons, which I thought was hilarious. There's a. Uh, where's it gone? Uh, it's the greetings section. And of course, uh, many people will know that uh, Ni Hao is uh, Chinese, it's Mandarin for uh, hello. In this book, it's translated as. Hello, what are you? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, uh, my goal for the next three weeks before having to watch this fucking movie again is to become fluent in is Chinese. Is to become fluent in Chinese, or at least to, you know, be able to hold my own in a conversation in Chinese. That's my first business expense for this. But actually, no, it's my second business expense for this podcast, and I have no regrets. Wow. <laughs> um, would anyone Jesus like to talk Christ. about their process of watching this film this, yeah. it's my understanding that we took very different approaches of the actual viewing of it Well, oh, my, uh, my process I'll, I, I guess I'll go first my process was very vanilla I, uh, I, I should state that uh, for the audience listening uh, because this is our sixth episode which I think means that we're officially bingeable now uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the, the last viewing of this movie, uh, the audience will recall that, uh, and I believe that Rob still watched this version, we were watching a copy that was badly overdubbed in Russian, but with the Chinese <laughs> audio still audible. Uh, so I think Rob described it as two languages violently fighting each other. Uh, <laughs> Which I see and, the beauty in now. <laughs> and uh, it was... It was so kind of overwhelming that I think I kind of lost how uh, got got lost in that and sort of didn't notice how mundane the film actually seems and how boring and horrible it is. Uh, I totally but this agree in with in that. in the time since I I have been provided with a copy. It's still not in English, but it doesn't have the Russian overdub, so it is just the Chinese audio, uh, and it was more comfy viewing it wasn't so much an assault on me as the 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 russian audio was uh it wasn't uh, because i was able to like focus on what was going on and everything and uh it really struck me this viewing that this is going to be my life for the next calendar year and that i am going to have to watch this movie i'm going to go ahead and say more than any other person on the planet and i'll be honest Watching the movie, it doesn't worry me because, like, you know, it's it's just like an hour and twenty minutes every three weeks, and it's done. Like, whatever, I can I can handle that. But recording an episode that, it, you know, it, we're we're aiming for about like an hour to to ninety minutes per episode. Like ninety minutes is kind of our sort of cutoff length, and filling up any amount of time with this movie scares me. <laughs> I I messaged Butch over the week and I, I kinda said I'm I'm fine with every third week being twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I actually I will rebuttal that and we have to push through. To to the hour mark. To the hour. I'd like to hit the hour mark because you know twenty minutes is nothing. Okay. Well, twenty minutes about talk, talking about it. Yeah, we are we are accepting money for this show now. We cannot do twenty minutes every three weeks. 
Um, well, that's a nice segue into into promoting the Patreon, but we can wait until later. But yeah. we we do now have a Patreon for some reason. We do now have a Patreon. Yeah. If you want to go to uh, patreon.com forward slash freebeansaladpod, that is the word free, uh, you can select from a number of perks and uh, receive various uh, various perks for various pledges if you if you so choose to give us money every month for some I mean, reason like i i sincerely w- like want to make this podcast as as good as possible and i feel like uh unfortunately under late capitalism money's the only way to do that i mean we are we are currently receiving money which means that we can technically call this podcast work now <laughs> paying the bills baby oh, um how did i watch this movie i watched this movie in 360 view um, as I did with B nineteen ninety seven on the previous watch, um, but the thing was with B nineteen ninety seven is I mostly left the the view kind of in the center of the screen, and then the odd time would spin it around, <laughs> make myself kind of sick. This watch, this watch, I watched the entirety of it spinning around really fast. Um, I I did watch it on double speed as well. Um, Jesus Christ! And it, it it opened up a lot of doors for me care to divulge no okay (laughs) (laughs) i know um i did kind of realize that this film whether intentionally or not i think is the perfect example of surrealist anti-humor okay now anyone who's familiar with uh the likes of andy kaufman Mm -hmm. or eric andre or uh like tim and eric yeah um, would know the the idea of anti comedy, or anti humor, which is basically not not like the room where it's like it's so not funny that it's funny. More so in the route that it takes to deliver the joke, is like the most backwards and unfunny, maybe the most longest and most painful way of getting the information across. Mm-hmm. That get that makes it funny. Yeah. So if you've something like um, Eric Andre, who his style of humor is whoever he brings on his show, making them as uncomfortable as possible. Half of his skits, like I think it was in season three, he brought in this skit called Bird Up, where <laughs> he goes to the street and and yells Bird Up, um, and it was received really badly. So season four. I can't remember if it was season four or the last episode of season three was just a full episode length bird up sketch, um, which I think is the perfect definition of like anti humor. Another definition, like another example would be uh, like Andy Kaufman. He started uh, his women, his women wrestling. Um, do you have you do you guys know about this? No. Um, if you no. haven't seen the movie Man on the Moon, I'd recommend it. Uh, I know it's usually not cited as not being very factually correct and maybe not painting him in the best light, but right. it is still a good movie. It does get you the main points across of his mm. of his life. Um, but something like his women wrestling, where he would only wrestle women on on live TV, there'd be no joke involved. He was a stand-up comedian who right. decided to start wrestling women on telly um, and, like, usually in badly injuring them. And there's no oh. joke, really. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and then, like, he had other things. Like, he had a, he had a, a separate character called Tony Clifton where he, he was, like, this... Um, 
uh, this like uh, what, what word was it? like a lounge singer. Right. Um, but there was again no joke or anything. Nobody even knew it was Charlie Kaufman. It would just be like, oh, booked tonight is Tony Clifton, the lounge singer, and he'd come out and he'd just kind of yell abuse of people and just kind of <laughs> like just be a dick oh and like that God. to people in the know that's the joke yeah like there's a really um actually no i won't go into it. i'll let you just watch man on the moon but it is a great film um although oh, yeah, it my, care my favorite uh my favorite anti coffin bit is when he just went out on stage and said i've decided i want to quit being a stand-up comic and i want to i want to read books and he just read the great gatsby yeah. cover to cover on stage <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that is so beautiful um yeah one of my favorite uh one of my favorite anti coffin bits or when he uh he was doing a women wrestling event and an actual wrestler, uh, I forget the name of the wrestler, um, but an actual wrestler came on, to, uh, like a, a, a big heavy male wrestler came on to fight him and yeah, naturally Andy was hesitant. He was like, no, I only fight women. Um, oh, and he ended up getting extremely badly injured and oh. they went on a, a talk show later and, and again got even more injured on the talk show and he started like cursing and running around the studio like in a fit of rage which again to anyone watching there's no joke but the joke is that it's it's if for anyone to know it's so over the top and so surrealist and so anti-funny that it becomes funny yeah um i'm really trying to stress that this isn't something like the room or birdemic where yeah. it's like it's just so badly made that yeah it's funny. like with the room the intent was to make a a drama mm, the exactly, genre yeah. was sort of drama slash romance but mm. they missed the mark so far that mm. it's just you know surreal and just unfilm like to the point of being funny mm. whereas anti-humor is kind of like being purposely unfunny mm. but the audience is in on the fact that you're not trying to make sometimes. Sometimes. sometimes sometimes i mean it's, it's literally fighting so hard against the joke you know <laughs> and fighting so hard against anybody who could possibly be enjoying it yeah you know um so kind of like our podcast Pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how I kind of saw this movie because I was kind of watching it. And okay, while I don't speak Chinese or Russian, um, I am definitely the target demographic of this movie considering I'm, I'm apparently only one of four people who have seen it. Um, so naturally, I, I have to be the demographic. And if I'm not getting what's going on, surely that means that it's intentional in what it's showing me, right? That was my that was my thought process. So, if you're watching the Eric Andre show, and let's say Evander Holyfield walks into a kitchen where a bunch of people are throwing herbs at each other, and there's a man being like about to be sliced up on a, on a machine that gets turned on by a severed carrot, you know, you're gonna you're gonna find that kind of comical, you know? Yeah. Um. But for some reason, when this movie does it, it's not funny. Or, or, or you see um, a, 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 an overweight Chinese feckin' Paddington bear arrive. <laughs> and, you know, what, what are we supposed to get from that? I got that it was like a, compl- like it was a complete subversion of... Uh, yeah, I, I, haven't, I definitely haven't researched enough into this, but um, it's, it's, it's surreal, you know? There's no, there's no thought process going on. Everything is just, let's see what sticks. Imagine if America's Got Talent made a movie 
Like, that's literally this the premise of this movie, you know? Except it's in China. Yeah. So, I mean, like, mm. if, if America's Got Talent made a movie and it was this exact plot with these exact characters, but it was in English, I'm sure it would be a hit. But we have... It's The Hangover. <laughs> there is an American version of this movie. The original. <laughs> the movie that it's copying. Hangover Rock. Look, I only watched this movie like two hours ago, so <laughs> these, these opinions are not very well formed. <laughs> so um, after 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 Rob's ten minute tangent on his viewing of the film, Jack, how did you watch the film? Right. Jesus fuck. Um It better been in three sixty view with the camera whizzing all over the place. So I Look, I did not want to watch this movie, but... So you so, didn't. <laughs> so I, I, I procrastinated a lot, and I procrastinated by just researching the movie, because I was like, hey, at least I'm not completely ignoring the fact that I have to watch this movie at some point. Mm. And the first bit of research I did was, um, I've mentioned the name Millie a few times uh, throughout this podcast. Ah, yes. uh, Millie of PBJ Management. Shout out to Millie. Uh, Love you, Millie. She God bless works Millie. for PPG Management, and her email address is on the page for uh, those that wish to get in contact with Rowan Atkinson. It's mainly you're mainly meant to contact her if you want an autograph or something, which mm. I, uh, I will be following her up on. Uh, the, <laughs> you know, of course, I want a, a Rowan Atkinson autograph. But uh, I, I'd like to just uh, read out our email exchange because this was kind of the beginnings of my research into oh, wow. this film. Uh, okay. Hey, Millie. My name is Jack Rudden. I'm a 22 music production student based in Dublin, Ireland. I am a member of a society that was formed around the basis of studying the Mr. Bean cinematic universe as artistic <laughs> text. The Three Bean Salad Society. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but we have a podcast on which we discuss the films on a weekly basis, which I will link below, just so you can see that I am not a fraudster nor a prankster. <laughs> as I'm sure you know, your client, Mr. Rowan Atkinson, appeared in a film entitled Top Footy Comedian, the movie in 2017, reprising his role as Mr. Bean. I would love to see replied and just like, did he? <laughs> <laughs> we are studying this film for the purpose of our podcast and I wish to inquire if it would be possible to send you or even Mr. Atkinson himself a few questions regarding the piece of cinema because frankly, without an English translation of what is happening on screen, we are a tad lost. I hope to hear from you soon Attached below is the link to our podcast. Kind regards, Jack Rudden. Uh, she replied super, super fast. I was so surprised. Hmm. Uh, hi, Jack. Thank you for your email and lovely to e-meet you. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, so <laughs> isn't that lovely? Unfortunately, we cannot help with translation. But if you send over your dedicated question, I may be able to help with your inquiry. Unfortunately, email requests cannot be responded to or forwarded. Best wishes, Millie. So I say, hey, Millie, thank you so much for getting back to me so promptly. Very much appreciated. Totally understandable in regards to the translation, but in terms of other questions, I was hoping to ask questions about how Mr. Atkinson first got involved with the top funny comedian crowd and things like that. If this is the sort of thing you'd be able to help us out with, that would be fantastic. Thanks once again for the reply. Hope to hear from you soon. Kind regards, Jack Rudden. 
Hi Jack, if you write out your questions, I can do my very best to get you some answers. But please know that this may not be possible to action. But we can try. Many thanks, Millie. Hey Millie, I have the questions listed <laughs> below. I'd also like to preface this part by, uh, I don't remember what questions I sent. So this is my first time reading them since sending this email. <laughs> One, how did Mr. Atkinson first come into contact with the crew slash producers of Top Funny Comedian? Two, I read in an interview that Mr. Atkinson communicated with the production crew mainly through facial expressions or gestures. Did Mr. Atkinson have no translator with him on set? And were there moments where Mr. Atkinson had no idea what was going on? <laughs> Three, was the production of this film transformative for Mr. Atkinson, realizing that his stylings of slapstick comedy could transcend language? Four, <laughs> there's been a Mr. Bean film every 10 years since 1997. Can we expect a Mr. Bean film in 2027? <laughs> Five, how integral does Mr. Atkinson feel Bean was to this film? In other words, would he consider this a Mr. Bean film? Thanks so much again for your help, Millie. Even if getting these through to Mr. Atkinson proves impossible, I really appreciate the reply. Kind regards, Jack Rudden. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Apologies for the delay in getting back to you. Unfortunately, I cannot help you with the below questions. Sorry for the less approval news, but wishing you the best with your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as Millie said, it was less than fruitful. <laughs> I was on holidays when I sent all these emails as well. I was walking around Berlin just like, oh, fuck, I have another email from Millie. <laughs> Nothing came, unfortunately. But the story does not end there, friends. Well, it, you know, Millie is no longer involved. I might ask her for an autograph. But I got uh, a message while in work a few weeks ago from an old friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a while, uh, none other than Jack Kavanagh, who is a massive fan of the podcast as well. Shout out Jack Kavanagh, lovely dude. Hey, did he pay for that shout out? Jack, we have to take that back, man. Uh, <laughs> so, he sent me two videos and brought to my attention that top funny comedian in the movie is not the first time Mr. Bean has appeared in, like, Chinese media. Oh? There's um. a show funded by Red Bull, uh, a Chinese talk show, a chat show, uh, you know, similar to, like, Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that is kind of what it's meant to be similar to. Uh, and it's called 80s Funny Chat Show, I think. <laughs> Produced and funded by Red Bull. And he sent me a, a 12-minute-long clip of uh, not Rowan Atkinson being interviewed on this chat show where they talk to celebrities, but Mr. Bean no being interviewed no way. on this chat show. <laughs> like, uh, like, where they interview real people, where they, they get, like, real celebrities in. And, like, uh, this brings me to another point. Did any of you guys know that the whole cast of Top Footy Comedian are playing themselves Except for Rowan Atkinson, who was playing Mr. Bean. No way. All the comedians are going to be playing themselves in this film. And of course, Evander Holyfield is playing himself as well. Is he? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. But uh, it's the most bizarre interview I've ever seen. Because it's, you know, we're all grown-ups here. We know it's, it's Rowan Atkinson wearing a certain costume. And, he's, <laughs> and then he's Mr. Bean. But they're doing an actual interview with him, and it doesn't look like he has any idea what's going on. 
I'm he guessing has it's a, all in Chinese. It's completely in Chinese. With, with one or two sentences where he kind of prompts him in English and he'll go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> or something like, and, and it's so it, uh, one thing leads to another and uh, Rowan Atkinson is doing what I would call a very poor taste Chinese accent and kind of like <laughs> not dissimilar to the train station scene in Holiday where he just goes yeah big hoof it's really weird to watch but the crowd are loving it the, the audience are howling laughing like yeah Mr. Bean like doing a, a, a pretty racist impression uh, and then I don't know he, they, they start doing some dance on stage and it's like a Chinese dub of Gangnam style and the and the it's really really bizarre and Mr. Bean's doing this dance and then he starts falling asleep and he just pulls out a Snickers <laughs> from his pocket oh, he, he, did, did, the those, he did the Snickers ass yeah, and yeah. he eats the Snickers thing and all of a sudden he can dance really well again then <laughs> he walks off stage and returns with a giant Snickers bar <laughs> from which he starts flinging actual Snickers bars at the audience like with brute force <laughs> So do you think he did like the Snickers ad and then like was doing press coverage for it? Uh, but who does press like well, I know who does press for do, for appearing in ads, but surely this must have been yeah. a big deal. And this is in 2014. Oh. This is a, three years before huh. Top Footy. Uh, and then the second clip that Jack Havana sent me. Uh, did you guys know there was a Chinese adaptation of Mr. Bean? No. What? There's, there is a Chinese adaptation of Mr. Bean. In which, uh, like, I, I only, I've only seen an eight-minute clip and it's kind of loosely based on the first episode of the TV series where he's doing that test. Yeah, yeah. But uh, instead... Trigonometry. Yeah. <laughs> instead, he's just in class. And the, there's so... It was, again, it was made in, like, the like early 2000s, I think. And all the sound effects are so exaggerated. Like, there's a bit where he's, like, he's drinking a bottle of water... And they use like a sound effect that sounds like someone blowing bubbles into like a like a big bucket of water. <laughs> it's so bizarre. So Jack Cavett has said those out to me. I was like, okay, that's really weird that Mr. Bean has like appeared as Mr. Bean mm. in Chinese media before this movie. And like by the time Well it that... explains why he's so well known when he appears in the film. That's a mm. fair point. But I by the time I've watched all this and I've researched as well, like, how how uh, Top Funny Comedian did at the box office. Uh, spoiler alert, not very good. <laughs> Do you know what it cost? Um, spoiler alert, it did so well that IMDb are able to calculate it down to the one digit. <laughs> <laughs> it, fuck it, yeah. It cost about approximately $4.2 million to make and earned about $3,000 at the box office worldwide. Hold on. What was that four million spent on? <laughs> Where did that money go? Hiring Rowan Atkinson. I, 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 I swear, three point five million of that went to hiring Rowan Atkinson and Evander Holyfield. Yeah, Evander and Holyfield. the yeah. fucking like one million of it went to under hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, I just do not know where that money could have gone. Well, they had no to idea. rent out that strip club, for God's sake. <laughs> Unless they pulled, like, a Tommy Wiseau and bought, like, every bit of equipment rather than, like, renting oh, it out. Oh, wow. Or, like, actually, yeah, like, bought the hotel, bought the strip club, bought all the houses that's filmed in, <laughs> bought the mansion at the end, 
bought the big kitchen. Well, like, no, they didn't have to buy the mansion at the end because, as we know, it was green screened. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Um. Anyways, by the time it came to last night, which is when I was gonna watch the movie, I was fucking exhausted with just thinking about this stupid, stupid film. It's so stupid. I hate it so much. <laughs> and so Rob was actually over in my house last night. I was. And I told Rob that I had two... I have a few different ways of what of watching this film planned. But I had two in mind that I was sort of toying with last night. And uh, Rob said, okay... Just, just tell me what it was. So I did whisper it to Rob into his ear as we, as we hugged and said goodbye. So if you speed up Top Funny Comedian to uh, 97 times its original <laughs> speed, it clocks in at about 49 seconds long, which is the exact length of uh, the Minor Threat song Straight Edge, which, uh, which I thought was the perfect song to accompany this horrible, yeah. horrible movie because it, it stands for every like it stands against this movie. It's like straight like, for those that don't know, Straight Edge is a song by this band Minor Threat, all about kind of like rejecting hedonism and not taking drugs and not drinking and like just like ha- like le- leading like a, a straight edge life. Like you don't need an edge. You're good as you are. Is that where the term straight edge comes from? That's that where the term straight edge comes from. It comes from this song. Uh, and I'll just, you know, considering the film is based in the gambling capital of the fucking world, I thought, yeah, let's just go for the, the least hedonistic song I could possibly go for. And, like, I feel like the opening lines of the song uh, kind of echo my sentiments towards watching this film. Uh, I'm a person just like you, but I've got better things to do than sit around and fuck my head, hang out with the living dead. Just like I just like I would rather be doing anything other than sitting down and watching this movie. So I sped up the movie to ninety-seven times the original speed, synced it up with minor threats, straight edge, and I watched it like that. I watched it like that to forty-nine seconds. And you know what? And then I watched it again, and I watched it again because it's amazing. It's it's better this way. But I still hate it, and then I find myself hating, hating Straight Edge because I just I, I, I watched it. And I, I don't know. I watched it. I'd say in excess of ten times, and I just anytime I hear that song, anytime I've heard that song throughout the day, because I, I I'd listen to that song quite often. I just can't help but think of this stupid fucking movie. But so am, then, I, am I to understand that I'm the only one of the three of us that actually watched this movie at its original speed? Not quite. Not necessarily. Oh. Uh, I felt guilty for having not actually properly sat down and watched the movie. Like, well, I mean, watching like... it 97 times the speed, 10 times in a row, <laughs> I, I'd say that's, an, that's enough. You've suffered enough at that I, stage. <laughs> I felt genuinely guilty. I was like, fucking Butch watched it. Rob's probably going to watch it in some, like, I guess, like, cons- <laughs> like where, where you can actually process what's happening, because obviously it's a fucking blur when you have it nearly a hundred times at <laughs> speed. So I went to bed, and I was like, ah, uh, for God's sake, I was like, I'll just watch it. I was just mad up, I'll watch it. So I, I took out my tablet. It was about fucking three in the morning, I'd say. I started watching it. I got 30 minutes in, and I was fuming. I, I was, <laughs> like, shit, uh, angry to the point of shaking in bed. I said, I need to turn this off or I'm going to snap this fucking screen in two. <laughs> so I gave up 30 minutes in. So I watched it 10 times at 97 times speed and I watched 30 minutes of, of it at original speed and gave up because I'm a fucking coward. 
That was my viewing of this movie. I know it was a 10 minute tangent, but this movie has consumed my life for the last few weeks and I've hated it. And I, I've hated this movie at every corner. Are, are, all those, are all those clips you mentioned on YouTube? Uh, yes, they're all on YouTube, and I will be posting my uh, fixed, in quotation marks, edit of Top Funny Comedian to the Instagram. The um, 49 yeah. second long edit. Maybe uh, we can put the links up on Twitter as well to those, yeah. those clips. Um, I, I'm also going to be putting up a video that I took during my watch that made me, uh, <laughs> made me laugh a bit. It was during the kitchen fight. That was a great video. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the only way we're ever going to stretch out these episodes is if we just watch this movie in ridiculous ways and we can have big, long, 20-minute tangents. <laughs> I, I do have a... I already have my next viewing planned for Unreal. three weeks. So, so. do I. Um, I've yeah. got some ideas, but, you know, like, nothing concrete. I just... This movie kind of, like... I, it's going to break me by the end of the year. Like, I'm I mean, just. It I'm sounds just like it's already burned to Jack, to be honest. It's, it's re- I didn't expect it to get to me because the first time I watched it, I watched it with with Butch, uh, about I'd say around November, and I thought, all right, this is class. This is like this is a five. Uh, I gave it a, a fucking sparkly review on Letterboxd as Rob has already mentioned. The second time I was like, ah, it didn't quite hit the same spots, but. Uh, I'll give it a two because it made me think of some stuff, I guess. <laughs> this time, was, I was just like, before I watched it, I think I, I had it in my head. I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> this movie sucks so much. Oh, my God. Like, I think what really annoys me about it as well is, Rob, you kind of touched on it last viewing. Like, Mr. Bean, as like a, a comic entity, very much has that ability to to transcend language because there's fuck all dialogue it's all very physical very situational like a Chinese person could watch Mr. Bean's Holiday and fully get it yeah for sure like yeah uh, and yeah so I'd agree that like comedy has the ability to transcend language barriers watching this film it's like that is still the case I get the type of comedy they're going for and it's the worst Mm. type of comedy it's just not even like it's not like good slapstick it's just like he's really fat (laughs) (laughs) oh look these men are dressed as women or maybe these are trans people (laughs) it's like oh my god what a bigoted fucking movie like what a a horrible movie I feel like um, David. Well, I, I, ah! I'm, did uh, did 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 deep review take uh, many notes during your viewing? No, uh, not one, not a single note. Yeah, this is the first viewing where uh, I I did take some notes, uh, but this is the first viewing where Jack and Rob, or indeed any member of the three of us, hasn't taken a single fucking note. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh, my notes uh, are are are. About two pages long. Uh, half of one page is just taken up by, in huge writing, I have no notes. Uh, <laughs> the words, I hate this fucking movie, are repeated three times. Uh, and the only note of any worth that I have, aside from leg day, is... Uh, the, I have a section here where I have compared several characters and locations in this film to the seven deadly sins. Uh, so, if you don't mind, I believe I shall go through them. 
Do proceed. Uh, so Lust, well, there's a scene taking place in a strip club, obviously. Uh, not to mention the girl, whom I don't think we uh, ever came up with a name for her last week. Uh, she's constantly oogling hunky boys and yeah. uh, looking at penises. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> but she's Lust also, there. also anti-Lust as well. She is. Once her friend is checking out some... some Checking out. Well, no, I'd argue yeah. that that's, she's feeling lustful for the boy, and she's like, "Hey, I want him to bang me, not these other pretty girls." That's so, fair. Okay, so okay. she better do her signature move of a doing of... a twirl and <laughs> yeah. then shaking her arms and then grabbing one of them by the arm. There's a lot of lust in this movie. I'm gonna go and say this is a pretty horny movie. Everyone's horny for each other in this movie. There's an upskirt shot at one point. I mean, there's those two women who are constantly in outfits that just show off as much cleavage as possible. It's so... Uh, like, you know, like a full, like, rubber latex suit. I never have I... Well, actually, no. I've probably seen a movie just, like... It's so, it's equal parts bigoted and just, like, horny. It's so distasteful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Proceed. The Hangover 2, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to gluttony, I figured... Uh, you know, there's a lot of fat people in this film uh, that it makes very, very cruel humour about. Leave Chinese uh, Paddington alone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, Chinese Paddington and Teddy were who I uh, were who I took notes based off of. And in terms of location, well, there's a scene that takes place literally in a kitchen. So, like, I figured that, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, next one, this is probably the easiest one of all, greed. It's... Uh, it takes Set. place in the gambling capital of the world. Yeah. I mean, greed's going to come into it. Uh, I didn't mark down any one character for this. I just felt like this kind of fits everyone. Uh, then next up is a Sloth. I haven't got a location down for Sloth, but I do have two groups of people, uh, those being the filmmakers and the audience. <laughs> hey, you're, you're talking about us there. <laughs> exactly. The definition of sloth, I, I had to look up definitions for a lot of these to find like exactly where it fits into the film. Sloth is usually defined as uh, wasting the wisdom that God has provided you with. Yeah, us. and so I feel that that's a, a met in a meta sense. I feel like the audience is probably. The the, I feel like we're being slothful by watching this movie. Oh, yeah. uh, next strange. up is Raph. Uh, I, I I had some trouble with Raph. Uh, I I eventually How? settled on the the cast at the end of the movie uh, towards Bean, or perhaps Bean towards the cast. Uh, every I'm, I'm not scene sure. has like a ridiculous amount of rage in it. What are you talking yeah, about? I'm sorry, they were. Uh, well, I I I wanted to narrow it down to like one particular scene. moment. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the next two sins, I mean, pride and envy. <laughs> <laughs> the next two sins, pride and envy. I, uh, I, I have down for the same character, and that is the director. He is uh, both uh, oh, filled yeah. with pride about how he's like one of the great comedians, and he thinks everyone should be asking for his photo. But he's also filled with envy for all the young comedians and the president of China, Mr. Bean. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's uh, that's how this movie is uh, actually about the seven deadly sins, and that is the only interesting note I took. Uh, I fucking hate this movie. I suppose we should mention the other audience member in this. We are all avid Letterboxd users, and we bring it up a lot on the show, um, having used Letterboxd and, and getting a lot of our information from there. Um, but when you go to the Top Funny Comedian, the movie Letterboxd page, it was barren. 
before any of us came across it. Yeah. Uh, had no likes, had uh, no reviews. It was in a couple lists, but like the people making those lists had no intention of watching it. They, it was just included as like a meme or, or yeah, for right. whatever reason. I, I, some of them were like, uh, ah, British comedians, uh, say like Rowan Atkinson's in it. Yeah, so it's and it would just be his entire filmography. Yeah. Um, so completely barren, although there was one other viewer um somebody by the name of bosch um so on bosch's uh letterbox page um <laughs> um they they have listed one star equal bad five star equal good <laughs> there's no in between trying to watch every movie ever i'm 43 been logging i'm 43 been watching movies all my life currently logging all the movies i've watched not going to star rate my movies because there's just too many. <laughs> and then he proceeds to rate 501 movies five stars. And one movie one star. Um, and no, he or she has not rated Top Funny Comedian. Um, out of curiosity, uh, their favorite movies are American Beauty, Saving Private Ryan, A Scanner Darkly, and Rocky. Um, now, they claim to have watched 5,421 movies. Um, most of which have no star rating, no likes, nothing, just just logged. Um, so take that as you will. Um, now, on Letterboxd, there is no way to contact somebody, um, sadly. But... Oh, no, wait. Yeah, they don't even have a Twitter or anything. Yeah. Damn. Did, I forget, because we were talking about this over the week. Did I... Did one of us find him somewhere? I could have swore there was something in the group chat about his Twitter... But thought there was too. I could be mistaken. Um, but yeah, so this person does exist. So hopefully by the next watch, we will will somehow have them their input on the podcast, or at least some sort of uh, clue as to why they decided to log this this movie, which yeah. would have been literally barren without them logging. Yeah. Um. For all we know, those lists could have even not been made before they logged the film, since they haven't added it to their diary. There's no date on when they would have watched it. So, um, yeah, just thought that was interesting that when we do mention the audience and we say the four of us, it is the three of us and Bosch. Yeah. So, um, God bless Bosch. Uh, I wonder how they squeeze... You slothful tr- man. How they squeeze $3,000 out of the four of us. Because this movie made $3,000. <laughs> I didn't pay a fucking penny for it. <laughs> I'll admit, I, I have paid 2,900 euros. <laughs> oh, um, dear. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest, guys. Don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> Bosch was kind of my last, uh, my last tidbit. God, give me we're, a second. We're not even an hour in. Like, uh, that, that's fine. That's fine. I, that's fine. I feel like I definitely have something else. I don't. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fuck, I'm not looking forward to the next viewing. No. Next viewing will be better. This movie is an absolute catastrophe. Can we just fucking hate on this movie for the next 20 minutes? <laughs> I'm implying the we thing haven't is, I don't even. Done I can't that. even articulate how I hate it all that much. It's just... It's just bad. It's just... I then, don't then, enjoy it. Then just, <laughs> it take, just take the easier way and just like it. Like I do. That is not easy. It's, it's so easy. <laughs> just got, just like, like it. Just empty your brain of any knowledge you've ever learned and just like it. 
I'd like to put. I'd like to just reiterate something that Butch did did touch on earlier. With that, because you watched the one with the Russian dub over the Chinese dialogue. Which definitely makes it way more exciting because it's a complete assault on the senses. Yeah, the Chinese version is just purely Chinese version is so boring. Mm. There's so much dead air. There is so much dead air between lines without that that one Russian guy. (laughs) Surprise! Although we do have to mention the soundtrack bangs. If the soundtrack does bang, I'll give it that. <laughs> Even if some of it is just royalty free, like it what's that website? Incompetech? Is that is that a website? Oh <laughs> like half the soundtrack is taken from there. It's Fucking insane. Oh, also, I, I just need to mention, uh, like, I don't even care if, if this sounds tolerable, if, if we're even being tolerable anymore, but I mean, like, the the slowdown I mentioned last week was so much more noticeable this watch. Oh, yeah? Like, ridiculously more so, as I think <laughs> it actually has somehow slowed down more, because I can actually pinpoint the exact <laughs> moment it slows down. The song that's playing, the... Burp, burp, it originally sounds like... But it goes like... I wasn't sure if that was part of the song or not. No, it definitely, I've learned this time, it definitely isn't because it syncs up perfectly with all the artifacts in the voice. And then it just stops being slowed down randomly, and later on it just starts again. And like, I'm not even going to pretend that it's something to do with the file. It is definitely part of the movie. That was definitely an artistic (laughs) decision made by all involved. Um, oh which is genius, and I loved it. Okay, how is it genius? It's surrealist anti-humor. Those are the only buzzwords <laughs> I'm I'm willing to use because I need to save any other descriptions I have about this. Uh, there's a very limited amount of adjectives you can use to describe this movie, so I wanted I don't want to oh, use them all at once. I have a fucking thesaurus word of, <laughs> of, of, of words to describe this movie. Great, good, fun, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> boy, oh boy. This viewing, it really struck me just how little Bean is actually on screen. <laughs> yeah, it really is like only five, like, I like knew, five minutes. I knew the previous viewings that he wasn't in it that much. It was basically just a glorified cameo at best. But this viewing, I was really just... There were points where I was halfway through the film and I was genu- I genuinely had to remind myself why I was watching it. Like, I was just like, why is this on again? Oh yeah, it's for the Bean <laughs> podcast because Bean is in this movie. The thing is, like, I was well, almost surprised yeah. Surprised when he came on screen and I was just like, oh shit, I forgot Mr. Bean was in this. To be honest, this movie is kind of like if in Mr. Bean's Holiday, they started at the same point, but it was completely from Sabine's perspective. <laughs> and <he laughs> briefly sees him when he first gets to, um, to uh, France and then she sees him on the film set uh, of the uh, yogurt and then it, it ends before she picks him up. That's pretty much. I, I the, disagree. The I think that this is Mr. Bean's holiday, but from the the Russian dad's perspective. <laughs> well, that explains the Russian dub. That's his. That's like, true. That's his inner monologue. It's not a translation. It's back, <laughs> back at me. Surprise! <laughs> he said oh, can we talk for a second about the surprise? Because in surprise. the Chinese version, she just says surprise like. 
the, you know, any other way I've heard it pronounced, and it was just so disappointing. Uh. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, surprise is very funny. Surprise, surprise isn't. Yeah, it's uh. like- have you guys ever also, seen- why did the Russian dub dub it over if they were just going to dub it over in English as well? Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking say, movie. I was going to say, have you guys seen any of the, the posters for this film? Yes, I yeah. looked them up after last viewing and I was severely um, confused. Very odd. First off, the amount of alternative posters to this movie. Yeah. There is a lot. As well as every character getting their own solo poster yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of weird situations and amalgamations of different posters. Like, a lot of work went into the marketing of this film, seemingly. $3,000 they made. <laughs> Just to remind everyone, this film fucking flopped. <laughs> um, yeah, about $3 million. Uh, how much? What was the budget? Four point two million. Yeah, about three point nine million went to the marketing. Fucking hell! Like, there's uh, so much of it is like centered around Bean. Yeah, like Mr. he's Bean in, is in every poster. every poster, and he has a solo poster as well. Mm. Uh, I don't. I, I've had if Holyfield doesn't have a solo poster. Does, oh, does he not? I don't think so. What the, 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 why was Bean so central to the marketing? Of this Even film? in the main poster, the letterbox uses, which I'm assuming is the main poster. Bean is in, like, the middle row. Like, there's yeah. three rows of seats. Bean is f- closer to the front, like, top billing than some of the actual main characters. Yeah. What is going on with this movie? <laughs> Millie, respond! <laughs> <laughs> my, that was my favorite thing ever, that Millie just literally straight up declined to give any context. I just, I wonder if they're trying to hide it. I'd say Rowan was showing those emails and he just said, don't, don't, don't talk, about talk about that. Block film. it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you blame him? Yes. <laughs> he made this decision. He took the money. He did take, he took all $4.2 million of their budget. <laughs> but then you like, he, the... he took the money for this. Like, it deserves to be part of his repertoire. He, yeah. he asked, he didn't need to do this. I don't oh, wonder if he lists it on his man. CV. I guarantee he does. <laughs> Breakout star. I have, I, I, I have one thing that just popped into my mind that might be relevant, which is that this isn't the first time that Mr. Bean has been in a communist nation. Uh, oh. If you will recall, I believe uh, possibly the last or second last episode of the live-action TV series, uh, Mr. Bean accidentally gets mailed to Moscow. Oh, you're right! <laughs> so that's clearly where his uh, fixation with communism began before he uh, commenced his uprising. He was saved by Trotsky. <laughs> Trotsky broke him out of the box and he was like, come meet my friend, Lenin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think at this point we're just unintelligible. We're, we're stretching at this point and we're yeah. only on watch two. Yeah, if you have, if you, if listen, dear listener, if you haven't noticed, we are, we are very much um, stretching this out way more than it should have been stretched out. We apologize. Um, We're so sorry. I'm, I'm gonna be real. I want to finish. You want to finish? I, I want to stop this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to just not record anymore. <laughs> 
I mean, you guys, I love you two, and I really enjoy doing this podcast, and, like, genuinely, sitting down to record with you guys is one of the highlights of my week. I love but it! Yeah, I adore I, this. But every I just, I just fucking hate this right now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at that big old red record button and, and looking at pressing it again to, to make the recording cease. Um, <laughs> very actually, tempted. You'd actually have to hit the stop button. Oh, if I, if I, yeah, I can't just press. No. The... Okay. Yeah, we're really <laughs> stretching this out now. Um, yeah, let's just, let's just fucking. Wait, no. If we, if we, if we hold on for their. Two minutes, we have an hour. No, please. End it before the hour. End it before no. the hour. End it before the hour. No. Butch, Butch, outro no. now. Outro no. now. Now. No. Now. Now. No. We still have to talk. Butch, to outro. We, we talk should we do the uh, Should Patreon. we do the Patreon shoutouts? No. No, I don't care. End the episode. Just say goodbye. They say paid farewell. $5. Say We're doing Just the damn shoutouts. I wouldn't want my name mentioned alongside this movie. Would you? They paid for it. Don't give a... <laughs> Fog, end the episode. <laughs> Caveat M poor, man. Uh, so, uh, our Patreon shoutouts. Uh, for those of uh, you who missed it earlier, we now have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash free bean salad pod. That is the word free. Uh, and uh, anyone that donates $5 or more per month uh, gets a shout out every single uh, recorded episode for as long as they maintain that pledge. Uh, we've had one cheapskate that only donated one dollar, and uh, three uh, <laughs> nice people that donated five dollars. So, uh, number one, a uh, special friend of the podcast, uh, Mrs. H, has been mentioned before, but uh, she Mrs. donated. H. She's donating five dollars a month. She specifically requested to be referred to only as Mrs. H. Uh, then name. also we have Adam Redmond donating five dollars per month. And Andy Kinsella also donating five dollars. How did you pronounce that, you cretin? <laughs> Address my Kinsella by his proper name. <laughs> it's a uh, Kinsella. <laughs> <laughs> With apologies to Andy Kinsella, uh, also donating five dollars per month. Wow, so, uh, you guys have really, uh, you've made a lifelong pledge here. Uh, you, can't, you can't opt out. Non-refundable. Um, <laughs> so if you want to be mentioned on future episodes, please go to patreon.com forward slash free bean salad pod and donate $5 or more per month. Now, I will say, this isn't an actual pledge that's on there, but once you do pledge, you can edit the amount you send. So, like, let's say you do the $5, but you want to give $7. You can. The reward won't increase, but you'll be, you'll be paying more, but you'll still be on that tier. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get the yes. gift of smug satisfaction that you can afford to give uh, three fucking lunatics slightly more money. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, if you do the $5 pledge, we adore you. Thank you. But... If you want to go ahead and give us six, we won't mention your name during Top Funny Comedian episodes. And I, to be honest, I think that's worth the extra euro. I think that's dead on worth Specifically it. six. Any more than six, and we oh, will no, mention you. And you're six back alone. In, you're back on Top Funny. <laughs> your name is Any tired. more than six, you're only on Top Funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, end it. Okay, uh, so I guess uh, our social media... Yes, our socials. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Free Bean Salad Pod, I believe. Uh, that's, that's the, the number, number three. three. 
That's number three. Uh, we are also on Twitter uh, under... Is it is it the the it's, word free or the exact, number free? No, it's the exact same it's as the Instagram, baby. Number three. Same as Instagram at Free Bean Salad Pop. We you can email us. Uh, we are uh, we are the f- just Free Bean Salad Society. That is the word free at gmail dot com. Uh, if you have any questions maybe for us or anything that you want read out uh, or just any Millie, general if you inquiries. Want to get back to us. <laughs> Millie, please. <laughs> Millie, please. If Millie wants to get back to us, if Rowan Atkinson wants to get back to us, uh, then just shoot us an email. We'll be happy to respond. Uh, you can find us, obviously, on all the podcasting places of your choice. Uh, where applicable, please uh, do sh- recommend to, uh, to your friends and you know, rate five stars. Give us a nice stars. rating. Mm. No, well, hold on. Don't tell him to rate five stars. Like, If you think it's like a four-star uh, No, material. rate one star. Rate no stars. Don't you dare rate <laughs> us. Don't you dare. <laughs> Especially saying, this episode. This episode has been a catastrophe. Please don't rate it. <laughs> uh, I think we should aim to be the worst rated podcast. Yeah, rate us one star. We'll still be the best rated bean podcast in the world. <laughs> exactly. We've got none to lose, baby. One star. <laughs> yeah, we are currently the highest grossing bean podcast in the world. <laughs> uh, do you guys think, just a quick aside, a- any of the cast of Top Funny are still alive? Or do you think that movie did? Um, I hope play? Bean's still alive. Rowan <laughs> um, Atkinson, please but, get in touch and let us know how if you're alive. <laughs> I hope uh, I'd say I think of Andy Evander Holyfield's alive. Um, I'm not sure, but we're not sure about any of the Chinese cast. Yeah, anybody who isn't um, Mr. Bean or Evander Holyfield, I'm not gonna lie and say that they're definitely alive because I don't know. Um, uh, what I do know is that I, I want to stop talking about this now, <laughs> <laughs> even though. I enjoyed it. How did you enjoy this fucking movie? Look, I'm not going to say that I had fun, but I'm going to say that it's five stars. I hate my life. <laughs> we, okay, let's just take some solace in the fact that next week's movie is going to be amazing. Yes. Oh, be in 1997. Inject that into my veins. I'm to be reborn. Okay, oh look, we're we're li- we're dragging this on so much. Look, goodbye. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck off. This is half the length of most of our episodes. <laughs> End it. Come on!